Welcome to OK First of All, the podcast with your hosts, Kyla Trainer and Samantha Martin. We're yoga teachers and entrepreneurs doing our best to live with purpose and passion. Each episode, we'll explore how we use mindfulness and spirituality to tackle life's biggest issues. We'll share nuggets of wisdom and work our shit out. So get cozy because it's about to get real. Hi, Sam. Hi. How's it going? Going good. Got a puppy in my lap. Feeling good. Puppies make (laughs) everything better. We're at my house recording and I have two dogs. So Jax and Sawyer. And Sawyer's in Sam's lap. It's so sweet. Maybe I'll post sweet. Maybe I'll post a picture of them. Because they're precious babes. And the other one's getting jealous. Yeah, if you hear some noise like that, that's just them. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so today we were wanting to talk about fuck fear. Yes. And if you have an issue with strong language, this might be Turn back now. This might be the time (laughs) to turn back, but we'll try to keep it to a minimum. Yeah. But yeah, so that's the topic is kind of getting over fear and uh, and how to do that because we both battled with that for and I think everybody does you know every day every day. So Sam, would you yes. like to share maybe an example or like a time that you're going through now that <laughs> is fearful? <laughs> you're hinting because you already know. I do. Yeah, so um, I was telling Kyla earlier that kind of sprung this conversation. Um, I reached out to a major magazine publication about my business and, um, you know, like opportunity to an article. Um, and I mentioned that like Forbes did an article earlier in the year to kind of give myself some street cred. And the lady responded and she was super excited and was like, this sounds like a great idea. Are you um, comfortable sharing some numbers, like sales and things. And I was telling Kyla, I haven't even responded to her and it's been months and I'm like terrified to respond to her because I don't want to, I don't want to share numbers publicly. First of all, because we're still, (laughs) first of all, first of all, (laughs) because we're still a private company and, um, I, it's more about like getting the, the mission out than like what the numbers are. Like it's mm-hmm. not, this company wasn't started to be the next Uber. It was started to make a positive difference in the world. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I just don't want that to become the focus. Um, but I haven't responded to her and said that because I'm scared she's going to turn down the opportunity for an article. And I was telling Kyla, like, now that I'm saying it out loud, it sounds so stupid. I think that's a good point to make. It's like, say it out loud. Like, that might be step one of getting over fear is just say what you're afraid of out loud and see if it sounds ridiculous. Yeah. And she was like, well, why haven't you just responded to her and said, no, you don't want to do that. And I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, blah, blah, blah. like running around my words. And then I was like, yeah, you're right. Why haven't I just done that? It's true. But I do commend you for reaching out in the first place. A lot of people stop at the email line and they're like, I can't email this person because what if I get rejected and what if they don't respond and what if this and what if that and like that's the fear that you already overcame once and so for her to like throw that back at you and be like well what about your you know can you share your numbers with me I think that that just kind of triggered 
triggered your fear. It so. triggered all kinds of money mindset issues. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, there's so much more to it than just yeah, just sharing those numbers. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I don't really have a problem reaching out to people. I'm very comfortable sending out emails and getting no response mm. but and I think I've gotten really comfortable with getting rejections yeah. it's when I don't get the rejection that I'm like oh wait wait you're interested what yeah. what and then I like freeze up yeah I think I think that's cool because you've already gotten one step closer to saying fuck fear I guess yeah a little <laughs> but bit. so like the first part of that is important um the part about getting over the rejection because I think that's the cause of fear for most people is the rejection like women especially we don't know how to deal with rejection like mm-hmm. men can deal with rejection they get rejected a hundred times a day they like, don't even know they, don't, like, <laughs> they get rejected so much they don't even know when they're getting rejected yeah and it makes for like better business savvy because they yeah. can handle the rejection but us as females I mean you know if you're listening and you're like no women can do whatever men can do like I totally agree I'm just saying there's some fundamental differences between like how we were raised as terms mm-hmm. in terms of like these things like rejection mm-hmm. and what's been like socially like ingrained in our brains to right. to think like if we get rejected I, it it automatically means we're unworthy or what yeah. we aren't like you I heard know. this I heard this statistic a long time ago. I don't remember where it's from. So if you hear it and recognize it, tell us where I got this from. But <laughs> um it's like this thing about job interviews. So when a woman interviews for a job and doesn't get it, the woman immediately thinks what's wrong with me? Why didn't mm-hmm. I get the job? Yeah. If a man interview interviews for a job and doesn't get it, he immediately thinks like that job wasn't right for me or mm. like that job wasn't what I wanted or something like it's something like I didn't how, want that job anyway yeah exactly <laughs> I didn't like, want that woman anyway yeah women like internalize it and and think something's wrong with me and that's right why I didn't get it and then men the way men internalize things is they externalize it yeah. they're like something else is going on outside mm-hmm. I'm not the problem the yes. outside is the problem that but women so are like true. I'm the problem yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I think that all the time and it's really hard to break that habit it's yeah like, what's wrong with me like why don't you love me you mm-hmm. know but it's not that at all it has right. nothing to do with you usually yeah it reminds me of the um the saying like what you think about me is none of my business yeah I love that I love that mm-hmm. it's so true because it's so true like it helps me a lot when I'm thinking about how, how others bleh, others perceive me <laughs> and it's funny too because what others think about you has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them correct so that's why it's none of your business because it has nothing to do with you. It's mm-hmm. all about how they perceive themselves, mm-hmm. what their issues are, what their confidence issues are and self-esteem issues are, and they're projecting that onto you who just happens to be the victim of their angst at this point. Yeah, that's so... It like kind of goes in line with our episode about who put the thorn in your side. Yeah. Like, like kind of a callback to that. It's like someone else put that thorn in their side mm-hmm. or some other event or some situation mm-hmm. may burn them on this particular personality trait. Yeah. And so when they see that in other people or if it brings up other feelings about themselves, it triggers them to to lash out. 
all this to say, get over your fear of rejection. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point about um, how to get over fear. Yeah. But I think uh, so. My I'm over my fear of rejection. Used to being rejected, no big deal. So I think the switch for me is when someone is interested in what I'm doing, which they should be because my business is awesome. And I know that, but Mm -hmm. when someone acknowledges that, then I feel pressure to live up to their expectation. Mm -hmm. So more fear, more fear. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm like past rejection. I moved on to like level two fear (laughs) of now someone like, for instance, like if you're dating, like, okay, you asked someone out and they agreed to it. Well, shit. Now you got to go out with them. Like. That's almost worse than yeah. <laughs> asking them out. So yeah. yeah, like moving that next step up, like leveling up a little bit. And mm-hmm. I, I think personally I need to be more confident in like what my business is doing. Like I know my mission. I know mm-hmm. what we're doing. I know who we're helping. I know who we're serving. And just being more confident in portraying that mm. than um, worrying about meeting anyone's expectations yeah and I think that that kind of goes hand in hand with the what's the worst that can happen game so if you can play that in your head like what's the worst that can happen if the cons outweigh the pros then it might be something to think about and maybe like take a step back from but if there's so many pros and there's one con or like no cons then you can kind of dive in head first and see where it goes yeah there's uh there's no secret that I have <laughs> I suffer from anxiety mm. and um there's this exercise that Tim Ferriss recommends in his book the four-hour work week um and it's I can't remember exactly what it's called but it's like fear or something so you write down a scenario and then you write out the worst case possible scenario for mm. everything so I like, like he uses it a lot um when like his examples, like when he's traveling. So he's like, um, okay, let's say that I miss an important piece of mail while I'm gone. Well, then what happens? Mm -hmm. Well, then what happens? So it like forces you to think through all these things. Mm -hmm. And then you finally get to the end and you're like, well, is that really that bad? Like if all of these things, if worst case scenario, all of these things spiral out of control, Mm -hmm. And I'm left with whatever. Yeah. Is that really that bad? It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's called, I can't remember, I wish I could remember what it's called, but it's something like fear-based journaling. Um, but yeah, I've done that a few times with um, just like, I, for example, I got my house broken into when I was in college. And so I had this fear of my house being broken into constantly. Mm-hmm. And so I've done that a few times um, when I know I'm going to be gone for a few days I write down everything possible that they could take out of my house mm. of value <laughs> and like then think, okay, well, I'd probably have to buy a new TV. Like I'd probably have to replace, I don't even know, like DVDs. Like that's yeah. what they took the first time. So I don't know. But, um, but yeah, so I go through all those things and I'm like, okay, is it really going to be that bad if someone breaks into my house? Yeah. I mean, it will be, but it's yeah. going to be fine. Right. So I mean, ultimately it wouldn't yeah. be the end of the world. Right. That's a constant practice. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when all else fails, I think I've told you this, it's like kind of just surrendering to the things you can't change. Yes. You told me that a million <laughs> times. I'm rolling my eyes right now. 
<laughs> Sam hates me so much right now. <laughs> but it's so important. Uh, you have to. My mom. So my mom is the best. Like, I hope she's listening right now because she's the most wonderful human being. She also used to be afraid of, like, the dark and afraid of, like, being home alone and being, you know, broken into and stuff. And mm-hmm. she literally just had to, like, sit down and be like, if this is what happens to me in my life, it's God's will, and I can't change it. Like, I'll do everything I can to thwart, like, this from happening, but I have got to let this go. And <laughs> she has. So and she sleeps like a baby at night now. <laughs> I know it sounds easy, but it's a daily practice, yeah. you know? Like, just when you get caught up in it, and you're, like, really scared or, like, really, like, upset or whatever it is, just, like, take a few breaths and just think like mm-hmm. I can't change this there's nothing I can do to change this you're so right I have to accept it I even have I have like a, my personality is pretty much zero or 100 and in when it comes to home safety it's definitely a 100 I have mm-hmm. a camera on the front door and the back door mm-hmm. and a motion detector and all the things mm-hmm. which and, is good it's good to be safe yeah I mean, there's no knocking that at all right and <laughs> Kyla made fun of me because she was over a couple days ago, and I'm basically like a one-person neighborhood watch. (laughs) This girl is like peeking every movement outside of her window. She's like, who's that? Who's that? You got Okay. I think that's a neighbor. I think you're okay. Go ahead. Move on. (laughs) Keep moving. And it really has gotten to the point where it's like, I need to chill. (laughs) Like when we were in Australia, we had a motion alert on our back porch, and since the Wi-Fi was kind of spotty where we were at, I couldn't get it to load and I was freaking out. I lost my shit. And I'm, um, I even asked Charlie's mom to go over and like look at everything and make sure everything was okay. Mm -hmm. And like, that's no way to live. Do you think you'd be happier if you didn't know? Like if you, would you rather like know someone's breaking into your house? Like if someone was actually like, if there was a movement in your backyard, right. And then Mm -hmm. your little alarm went off Mm -hmm. and then you saw someone freaking breaking in. Well, I think I would just feel better because I could like call the cops or there's like a siren on our app. So like Mm. I could at least like make them, I think the part that bothers me is that they feel like they can just go into my house and take what Mm. they want and they didn't earn it. Mm -hmm. So even if I can like set off off an alarm or like a siren, I can be like, look, I see you Mm -hmm. like, go ahead, take your stuff, but Mm -hmm. just know, I know who you are. Yeah. Like I caught you. Yeah. So it's more like a control thing of like, Mm. you can't, okay. No, 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 don't. (laughs) I'm just curious. I'm really just curious about it because I don't have that. Like a lot, like I don't have the motion sensors because I feel like I would freak out more if I like was constantly checking it. Yeah. Then if I, you know, got home and my shit was ransacked, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, there's stuff in here that I would definitely be upset about it being stolen, but would I want to know who it was or would I want them to like be caught or like would I want to go through court proceedings and all this? Like I think it's I mean, my husband's going to listen and be like, "Okay." But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, I'd probably just I don't know. Yeah. My day-to-day peace of mind would be more interrupted by the constant checking and the constant fear than me bolting the doors at night and keeping my shit locked up. Yeah. In a way, in a fireproof box like I have in my... Okay. Uh, I'm going to have to change, <laughs> I'm gonna have to change my, where my location of my safe is. But, um, but I mean, that, that's what gives me peace of mind. And I, yeah. I sleep okay. 
So I think that um, what's so I don't have an attachment to things like mm-hmm. I really don't. And so you would think like she, oh, she doesn't want her house broken into because she doesn't want them to take her things. Mm-hmm. But that's already happened to me once. Like mm-hmm. I already had to get a new laptop and get it's a new, more about the violation. Of, yeah, like, it's the, the violation entry. of privacy. It's mm-hmm. the fact that you came into my house and the first time it happened, they like went through my underwear drawer mm. and like it's uh, so violating, so weird. And I mean, apparently. That's like a, a popular spot. The cops told me later that like people, people hide, hide valuables yeah. in the underwear drawer, in like, sock drawer, whatever. Yeah, I uh, didn't know that was a thing, yeah. but now I do. Mm-hmm. So that's not where my valuables are. <laughs> yeah, but I hope your valuables are locked up in like a safety deposit box at the <laughs> bank for real. They should be. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that so that's the that's my fear around it is like it's a violation of my privacy. Like, who do you think you are to come into my house mm-hmm. and take my things? Like, I don't care about the things. I'm, I feel like I'm one of those people that if you just knocked on the door and were like, I need some like I need something like I I need to feed you my family. It, yeah, it, like yeah. sure, take the TV. I don't care. Like. <laughs> Like, yeah, maybe not the TV because it's bolted to the wall. It'd be really hard, but yeah. you you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. I I wish I could understand the motivation behind it mm-hmm. rather than like I just feel like you completely violated my privacy and mm-hmm. yeah. But it could be something that um, I could just let go of as far as like I could let go of my emotions around it because. Mm-hmm. It's clearly not the act that I'm bothered by. It's all of the emotions attached to it. Mm. So based on, or since this is our conversation on fear, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's maybe some homework I could could take away. I mean, that's good. I mean, we can play the what's the worst that can happen game with with the break-in scenario. So the worst case scenario is they break in at night while I'm there. Mm. And, um, then we have to get into like a little brawl mm-hmm. and they overpower me, which, um, oh man, this is going to get deep, but I don't know if you know, but I have some like childhood issues with, mm-hmm. uh, like childhood trauma with, um, being overpowered. So that, oh man, this wow. is like light bulbs going off right now. This is totally where all this comes from. <laughs> So, by the way, I do sleep with a gun next to my bed. Um, <laughs> just in case you're thinking about breaking <laughs> Just in case anyone's getting house. ideas. Yeah. So, I guess, like, my... The constant reel that goes through my head at night is um, I hear the back gate open. And I worry that I'm not going to be able to get to my gun before they get to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely what it is. So, worst case scenario is... They break in at night when I'm home mm-hmm. and try to hurt me. Well, okay. That is a completely rational fear. And I understand <laughs> where you're coming from. Because I think every woman goes through that. I mean, men probably do too, but women in particular. Yeah. We have this laundry list of items that we do to keep ourselves safe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like take your keys out before you leave the store. Like don't park too far so away. So like, many things. All the oh, things. Oh, my gosh. I actually like go through that list all the time, even when I'm out with Charlie and I will spot someone and be like that person's suspicious and like make him walk the other way or like we'll go a different route or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes I ask him, I'm like, what is life like just going through your day to day motion, nice. not having to worry about getting attacked 
at all times. <laughs> yeah. Like not even at night. Twenty four seven. I am worried that someone could attack me. That's true. Like what is it like mm. to walk down the street with a wallet in your pocket and just go on about your life? <laughs> <laughs> don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> But I do think that we can do some things to, like, thwart off the, like, constant, like, paranoia. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, while our fears are definitely rational and we should be alert and we should, you know, have steps that we take to keep ourselves safe. I mean, that's that's the basis of fear is it's a safety issue. Mm -hmm. Like, the fear is... I'm unsafe. Mm -hmm. So making yourself safe and doing everything that you can to keep yourself safe, that's all that you can do. You've done everything that you can do. And you just have to put it out into the universe that like the universe and God will protect you. And if something were to happen to you, either you're going to use that to, to make yourself stronger, tell your story, like keep other women safe. I mean, there's so many other, you know, I mean... That's the worst case scenario, and that would be so terrible. But if it were to happen, I have to let that go. Yeah. Easier said than done. It is so easy said more yeah. easy said than done, but But this yeah, this is like a recurring thing. Well, you know, I've been a scaredy cat kind of my whole life. I think I watched CSI too much as a small child. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely been like recently it's been a little bit hyperactive and I think it's because of all the other stressors going on in mm-hmm. my life. But um, yeah, so this is something I could work on for sure. I'll get some, I'll take some homework. <laughs> we all could use some homework on it. <laughs> all right, Kyla, your turn. Oh God. What is your biggest fear <laughs> Well, I think, can I talk about what my biggest fear was and like now what it is maybe? This is your podcast. You can talk about whatever <laughs> you want. True. <laughs> well, I think, I think I want to talk about getting over some fears because I tend to think that I'm a pretty fearless person. Yeah, I, could, I get that vibe. Yeah, mm-hmm. you get that vibe. Yeah. Well, I think like getting out of my own way and like just starting the business was the biggest jump in fear that... I've ever experienced because there's been a lot of times where I've thought about starting a business and I never did because I was scared that it was going to fail. Right. And I mean, that was huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, what kind of what we just talked about, the mm-hmm. fear of rejection, it, it would reflect poorly on me that I couldn't do it. I couldn't hack it. And I would be like bankrupt or something. Mm-hmm. Right. But overcoming that and being like, so what? Like, if I have to file bankruptcy in my life, like yeah. I'm not gonna be the first person to do it, right? Or and you, you told me Dave Ramsey filed bankruptcy. He so did, like, <laughs> yeah, and he's like a millionaire, right? So yeah, that's such a good point. And so once you get over that, and you just take just take a step is my advice. Just take one step forward, and once you take that step to overcoming whatever that fear is, if it's starting a business or buying a house or getting a dog that's a big thing like yeah. people people are scared of getting dogs like everyone I I got my first dog Jax and everyone was like oh like so much responsibility and I was afraid that I would be a bad dog mom and stuff and or like uh, you know I would neglect the dog and it was like so much of a responsibility and then I got the dog and I was like this is so chill I mean it's fine like he's the best decision I've ever made was to get my dog probably Aww. 
Besides marrying my husband, of course. Yeah. Probably a better decision. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Jax as far is as fear-based cool. <laughs> decisions making is what I mean. Like, I wasn't afraid to marry Ryan. Like, I was afraid to get a dog. Yeah. Um, and then I took that step. But anyway, my, my big point is to just take a step in, yeah. the, in that direction. And then once you take the step, you'll look back and be like, that really wasn't so hard, was it? <laughs> I do that all the time. Yeah. I literally think every time I'm scared to do something and then I like do it anyway. And then I look back and I'm so like, rewarding. that was awesome. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. It could be like, you know, jumping out of a plane Yeah, or starting a business yeah. or, you know, whatever it is that like holds you back. It's so freeing to just be like, you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. Cause what's the yeah. worst that can happen? <laughs> right. And so even like, uh, things that aren't necessarily textbook scary like jumping out of a plane for instance going through teacher training mm, like yeah. before teacher training I was like scared to sign up mm-hmm. and I was also scared to go through Shakti because I thought Shakti was like way too cool yeah. for me like I'm not cool enough to go yeah to go yeah. through teacher training and Shakti and I was like terrified of leading a yoga class by myself oh that that is terrifying yeah when you start teaching yoga yeah it's like you get up there and everyone's looking at you and you're like I gotta just God, you're please, responsible. Please give me through the next 60 minutes. <laughs> yeah. How am I going to do this? But you're then you just start. You just do it. You have to talk for 60 whole minutes, just you, just yeah. your voice. You're guiding these people through, mm-hmm. trying not to hurt them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then now, like, I do it 10 times a week, yeah. and I'm not worried about it it's at awesome. all. But, yeah. So another piece of it is just do it. Like, yeah. just do it. Yeah. Put one foot in front of the other, open your mouth, and <laughs> do it. Yeah. <laughs> and... Everything Maybe. else, and and you know you you are gonna fail like sometimes, and that's okay because the failures are just one step closer. What does Jay Shetty say? Oh gosh, what is that quote? Oh, a oh um, oh my gosh, what is it? It's like uh, a winner is just a someone. person, a loser who tried one more time. Yeah. Yes, that's oh, my favorite quote of all time. Okay, so <laughs> to make it clear. A winner is just a loser who tried one more time. Yes. I think that's so, it's so good. important. It's so good. Oh, man. Jay <sighs> Shetty. Yeah. Mm. Hard, Different conversation. Hard eyes. <laughs> but yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was my biggest fear. And getting over it was one, one of the biggest accomplishments in my life. Even if I do fail at it or, you know, if there's failure ahead of me, like, I will have been one step closer to my dreams than I ever have been. And it's just really rewarding yeah to get over that and gosh right now what's my biggest fear what am I dealing with right now um right now I'm like dealing with what if my so right now I have two houses my first house that Ryan and I bought and um I'll be completely honest with you we bought it with a VA loan so we didn't have to put very much money down and then our second home we bought, we bought with the FHA loan. Again, didn't have to put very much money down. So if anyone's listening and they're like, how does this 29-year-old girl have two houses? That's how. Um, Ryan and I have worked our butts off for everything that we have. And we've had a little bit, like, very little help, you know, a little bit of help. But, I mean, we have very supportive families. But financially, they do not support us at all. Like, once we got out of college or once I got out of college, that was it. So, anyway... Just wanted to put throw that aside in there in case you guys think I'm some privileged, like, rich girl. Not. 
Um, so my big fear is that we're going to get in over our heads and, um, like I have that house rented. I have another renter coming in to look at it this, you know, weekend and hopefully he's going to rent the house after this person leaves. So, um, I also want to rent maybe this house and get another house. So I'm kind of like trying to start this like passive income, um, uh, business, I guess you could say, like to support our lives and to replace my old income. And um, that's my big fear is that I'm not going to be able to to keep up and I'm going to have to let one of the houses go or like we're going to get in over our heads and we're just gonna, not going to be financially um, where I am projecting us to be. But I keep pushing forward and I keep thinking like, I can't think like that. If something, if what's the worst that can happen is we do have to sell one of the houses and I'm sure it'll sell and it'll be fine. And, you know, if like, you know, we, again, have to file bankruptcy at some point in our lives, like we will not be the first people to do it. Yeah. So. A lot of people lived through 2008. Yeah. And came out fine. That's huge. You know? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my big fear right now. Yeah. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. I think uh, a lot of my fears right now are based around future money mm-hmm. it's always money with yeah. me <laughs> same mm-hmm. which is interesting because I don't put a lot of my happiness into money but mm-hmm. it's more like a security safety yeah <laughs> it's oh, the safety man. thing back to my yeah yeah you're right it's, it's like all, survival skills yeah like survival fear is usually safety instinct. based yeah. well and we have fear primarily as human beings to keep us safe yeah I mean we're there's a divinely <laughs> designed to have instincts and have fear yeah. because it does keep us safe from harm. Um, so the difference would be recognizing which fears are valid and are keeping you safe mm-hmm. and which ones are holding you back. Right. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Like me not responding to that email is stupid and that's just holding me yeah. back. Your safety is not compromised. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you feel like, you know, you're keeping yourself safe from embarrassment mm-hmm. or like safe from judgment or safe from whatever it is that um, you're afraid of. Yeah. But those are just emotions. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm okay with, uh, now that we've, now that we're talking about it, I think I'm okay with dealing with judgment and expectations and Mm -hmm. things like that like all these non-tangible emotions Mm -hmm. like sure yes i can get over that physical safety and emotional safety yeah yeah and you can get over the emotional stuff yeah because you're strong yeah you're a strong woman i'm a strong independent woman hey (laughs) (laughs) so i guess another fear that i have a little bit deeper fear which I guess I didn't realize that this until I, we started talking about it, but I think my biggest fear is that Ryan and I won't work out for some reason. I mean, we have a great relationship as of right now, but I'm at the age, I'm almost 30, and I'm at the age where a lot of people have been getting married and having babies and stuff, and then people are starting to bust up. Yeah. And that's terrifying, because like, a lot of really strong people... A lot of really strong relationships that I thought were, like, never going to end are starting to bust up. And so, I guess it's more of a a fear that, like, what if we change or something happens, you know? Yeah. So. Not necessarily a fear of, like, 
anything wrong in your relationship. It's just like a fear of wanting to keep it's what's it called like oh <laughs> like in a oh. sex in the city when charlotte is having everything go right for her and she's like i'm scared like something's bad <laughs> something bad is gonna happen because like no one gets this good of luck all the time yeah, yeah. exactly that's what that's actually so funny because um Brene brown is the one who coined this i guess she coined this um term of uh, dress rehearsing fear so it's when you, um, something, everything's going right. And then you're like experiencing the joy of it. And then all of a sudden you think, I can't be happy right now because this is not going to last. And if I'm happy for too long, like something's going to sneak up and I'm going to have my guard down and something's going to like cause this to be taken from me. Yeah. Um, and you're she like calls overcome it- with fear right after you experience joy yeah she calls it dress rehearsing pain not fear but dress rehearsing pain ah which is funny because we often do that we often can't even enjoy the moment because we're looking for something lurking around the corner absolutely but I think too also like like you said we are at that point where couples are breaking up that are married Mm -hmm. and I'm engaged and I just can't even imagine going through and I'm sure they said this too. So like it's just anyway, I can't even imagine like Charlie and I have been together for four a little over four years mm-hmm. and we um like we're getting married next September and I just can't imagine like going through life with someone for so long and like knowing everything about them and being together and then committing your life to them. And then like a few years down the road, you're like, Oh, changed my mind. Yeah. Like I don't, I just don't understand. I can't comprehend that. Yeah. But I'm sure that these people who are going through hard things thought the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so that's terrifying. The terrifying thing is like, what if you don't know them as well as you thought you did? Like a lot of people, it's not like, Oh, I changed my mind. Sometimes that happens, but more oftentimes than not, it's like, Oh, I just found out he was having an affair for a year. Or I just found out he, just ran up $50,000 on a credit card that I had no no idea about. Or he's got a separate bank account or, like, something. Right. Or he's got a second family in New York. That's a little extreme, <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> That could right. happen for just sure. Something happens and you, like, you thought you knew this person and then they do something really drastic or they've been doing something all along that you didn't mm-hmm. know about. Like, so that's, I think that's a valid fear, but it's not so much based on like it's not based on your any, relationship. Anything real though. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. just based on like external factors and totally. what what is happening around you. Because we have really good communication. I would say like the key to our marriage is communication and and recognizing that the other person is a human being and that we like make mistakes. Yeah. I can't expect him to know what I'm thinking. I have to say it. (laughs) I have to express how I feel about things. I have to say what I want because he doesn't know. Because life pro tip out for anybody (laughs) listening, you can drop a hint all you want, but they're not going to pick it up. (laughs) I know. I was actually talking to Charlie about this a couple days ago. Um, I was living with a roommate and then me and Charlie had been together for about a year and a half and I moved home 
and I was thinking he was going to propose then. And, um, he was, I was just telling him this and he was like, well, I wanted to, but then every time I talked about marriage, you said you were like scared or you said you like weren't ready or you wanted to wait or something. And I was like, yeah, I was just saying that to like not be clingy. Like, of course I wanted you to propose. I mean, that's so funny. He was like, how was I supposed to know? And he, and then he, he paused for like 10 seconds and then he was like, Women are so complicated. I know. We just need to like say what we want and not be scared and not be scared of the repercussions. Yeah. Like the you know, the older we get, I think the older I get, the more I'm like, okay, I don't care what people think. Like this is what I want. You know, I'm not playing I'm not here to play any games. Mm-hmm. Like if I were to have to go back in the dating pool, like good luck to the guy because I'm gonna be like, I want this, 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 and this, this. Yep. These are these are the things. You don't have it? Bye. Don't have time. Not to say that that's ever going to happen because I love my husband and yeah, <laughs> I just, I'm, I mean, I, it's just a big question mark in the, in the, in the back of my mind. Like what if this were to happen to us? Because I see people go through it and I see people that I never expected to go through it. Yeah. Yeah. So also, um, gosh, I like don't even want to say this, but like your significant other dying. Oh my God. I know. Can I went, you imagine? No, I did. Oh so I did a Reiki session and I was talking to her about, uh, like my fears and my, the Reiki master about my fears and everything. And she was like, what's your biggest fear in life? And I was like, that my significant other dies. And she mm. goes, Whoa. Like that's she was like, like pretty heavy. yeah, she was like, that's a really extreme fear for someone to be carrying around every day. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. you asked, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. Like, that's definitely it's way a big up fear there. For you too. Yeah. So your biggest fear is not necessarily that you guys split up; it's that he dies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because then it's just like the worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you move on? You can't. Mm-mm. You can't. I mean, I I face that fear all the time because my husband's in the military. I know. <laughs> I mean, I think about it all the time. Like, I don't know how. It's so scary. I like, don't the, know how you do I it. Env- I mean, I try not to envision it, but, like, I sometimes will watch those movies where, you know, there's, like, the the caravan of military men that drive up, and they knock on the door, and they take their hat off, and you're like, no. Oh. Yeah. I see that, and I'm like, what would I do if that happened, you know? Yeah. I would... I also think this stemmed from, um, I read Sheryl Sandberg's book, Option B, Mm -hmm. and it's written, she wrote it with Adam Grant, he's a psychologist, and um, they, sh- her husband died unexpectedly on vacation in Mexico. You told me about that. Oh Wasn't my Wasn't he gosh. just like on an elliptical or yeah, something? Yeah, he was on, it was a treadmill or elliptical, yeah. And he, something happened, he passed out and hit his head. And they found him a few hours later when he didn't show up for dinner. Mm. And so she wrote this book with this psychologist about grieving. And I read the book and I just cried the entire time because mm. gosh it's just like she's such an incredible woman she's the ceo of facebook i think mm-hmm. that's the correct c-suite <laughs> position <laughs> for her but she's just this super powerful woman in tech and she's like paving the way for women and doing all these things and then she goes to this huge tragedy and my heart just broke for her i couldn't it was so real yeah So ever since I read that book, I'm like, okay, that's actually the worst thing that could ever happen. Yeah. That's what implants these fears is us reading these things. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I just saw an article about a couple who's like 
scheduled their son to have a flu shot two days prior and or two days later and he died that day <gasps> from the flu no yes oh my god oh, like a five-year-old child <gasps> and now they're like on this campaign about getting oh my god kids you know flu shots that is terrible can you imagine man well, this took a turn. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Tragic. Uh, so, <laughs> I think we... I think the lesson is <laughs> to, to, like, rationalize out your fears. Like, for me, for this thing I'm talking about with Ryan. Like, if we split up, you know. Like, what's the worst that could happen if we did split up, you know. I mean, it would be the worst part thing that ever happened to me, probably. But, I mean, definitely. It definitely would. But, um... I mean, I would survive. I would have to. And I don't think that that's going to happen. But if it does, then that's what, you know, fate. That's how things are supposed to work out. Yeah. So I, mean, I, think that, I don't think that that's what's going to happen. But I can't, I can't really live with that fear, you know? Yeah. I think that's the moral of the story is, like, maybe so accepting your fears conquering them where you can Mm -hmm. and then where you can't where it's like a you know like an emotional attachment type of fear or something like that Mm -hmm. conquering doesn't really do the trick it's just learning how to not think about not really think about it and kind of like learn how to live your life Mm -hmm. accepting that that's a fear but like you said if that's part of your path Mm -hmm. it's gonna happen no matter what you have to accept it you have to accept it Mm -hmm. so it's yeah. There's two two types of fears. It's like tangible fears. So there's like these tangible fears of like I have to make a step and I have to do something to get over something like starting a business or kind of those tangible things that we were talking about like jumping out of a plane or something like you know more tangible and then there's the intangible stuff like the what if Ryan leaves me <laughs> or those kind of things that you can't really like there's nothing to get over. It's more of like that acceptance piece. So. Yeah. That makes sense. Kind of like how I think that someone's breaking into my house all the time. Like, that's an intangible fear. Yes. There's nothing I can do about it. Mm -hmm. So is that the difference? Like, That's what I'd say the difference is. So the intangible stuff you have to, like, come to terms with and come to peace with it Mm -hmm. inside. And then the tangible stuff, those are the ones that you can actually make a step to move forward to get past. And once you get past that, that first initial fear line, you're like, wow, this is so rewarding. Yeah. So I guess you listeners, as your homework for this episode, would be to maybe make a list of your tangible and intangible fears, Mm -hmm. um, and then maybe think of ways to overcome your tangible ones or ways to accept your intangible ones. Yeah, that's a great idea. And even if you can't um, overcome or accept, at least you're aware of your fears, and that could be your first step. Yeah, awareness is key. Mm-hmm. All right, I think that about wraps us up. I would agree. Yeah, so if you guys want to send those um, ways you've overcame fear or anything related to this episode, email us at okayfirstofallpod at gmail.com. That's okay, pod at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Instagram at okayfirstofallpod on Insta. Yeah. Well, we'll talk to you soon. See ya. Bye.